day 23. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to convince you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. Yeah. All right. We are at the end of the book of Exodus. Wow. Man, and as we got to the end, like one of the word that just came to my head was mm. fulfillment. Mm. Like it happened. Yeah. God promised something would take place. I see your bondage. I see your angst. And I want, or I remember the covenant that I made with you. And remember in the Bible, God's memory, when it talks about God remembers, that's meant to be associated with movement. Mm -hmm. It's not just a mental recollection of something that he said in the past. It's not just God getting the divine stenographer and saying, hey, would you read back to me what I wrote back then? Yeah. But it's God moving towards the object of his love. Yeah. God moves towards them, delivers them, saves them first, then he gives them this law, mm. and then God gives them instructions on how they're to live, and then the instructions, like you said yesterday, about construction, yeah. and, the, and the book ends with a fulfillment. Yeah. They complete the task that God gives them yeah i think one of the things that um is dope bro is that uh this text is going to tell us that uh, these texts have shown us that god wants to dwell in the midst of his people right but also that god wants to reign in the midst right. of his people as right, well right, so right, he's right. built they're building his tabernacle in 37 is going to talk about the ark yeah and in those days the ark represented the throne of God. Right. Right. So remember Exodus 19, they were to be a kingdom of priests. Right. Presupposed that they had a king. Right. And Yahweh was their king. So yeah. it's like, not just that God is dwelling, but he's reigning. Right. And many people have said, bro, that the main, one of the main themes of Exodus is them going from the reign of Pharaoh right. to the reign of Yahweh. That's right. Good. And so you see this, this major change here. Um, of God just not just dwelling with his people but reigning and also you get all the details of the gold and the altar of incense and all this stuff and again it's not meaningless details what God is trying to show that this is the heavenly throne room it's a it's a represent uh, it represents the heavenly throne room uh where God would dwell on earth right absolutely yeah um Exodus 39 or just throughout this whole text right mm -hmm. one of the things that you're constantly going to see is this right the people went through and they did everything the Lord commanded them and they worked Yeah, just as the Lord commanded them yeah. in uh, Exodus chapter 39, verse 32, verse 42. Yeah. In Exodus chapter 40, verses 16, 19, 21, 23, 25, 27, 29, yeah. 32, everybody did just as the Lord had commanded them. And you see this picture of, yo, things are working out. Yeah. They're in sync. Yeah. God saved them. God said, yo, I'm going to lead you. Follow my lead. And things are really going to be, um, things are going to be the way that I promised. And here through the end of the book, you mm -hmm. see this thing like, yo, they did everything just as the Lord commanded them. Yeah. And, it seems as if they're following God wherever he leads mm. and he's leading them into blessing. Yeah. Yeah. And the dope thing is too, bro, it doesn't just say that uh, what God commanded them, it's also what God commanded Moses. Mm. And 
Oh, that's good. Like, and people may not catch the significance of that, um, but God was not just trying to meet a word count, right? Or get repetitive. The main point is this. God is going to dwell with his people. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it is only, hear this, through the means of an obedient representative, mm. right? Ah, and so good. we think about, here it's Moses when mm. they get the tabernacle. But mm. ultimately, it's going to be Jesus, right. right? Who is going to do all that God commands mm. him, not so that we can dwell with God here and now, right. but so that we could dwell with God forever. Yep. And I think that's, yeah, a port, an important thing that we're going to see throughout the text that... Um, Whoever is the head of the people of God is going to continually fail. <laughs> right, right, right. Adam already failed. Noah already failed. Abraham already failed. Like everybody from David to Solomon. And we're waiting on someone who's going to obey God perfectly. And they need that in order to receive the blessing. Of that, God. That's great because this book ends on a high note. Mm. And we realize it is like, oh, but that's not the end of the Bible. Yeah. The very next book now is about the priest. And, yeah. and it's like, I. For now, everybody did all that the Lord commanded them. But then the next book's going to go, it's going to take some time to say, but what happens when people don't do everything that the Lord commands them, mm. right? Yeah. And Leviticus is going to be all about God's not going to discard them or throw them away. Praise God. That when they don't do what the Lord has commanded them, God has also made a provision. And I hate to get ahead of ourselves, but here we see Jesus is going to do everything that the Lord commands him, right? Mm. He's going to be the mediator, the great representative. But Jesus is also going to be the great priest who's not just the priest, but the sacrifice. And that when, for those of us that haven't done all that we've Mm. been commanded and have to pay that price for our sin, Jesus is going to step in the gap there as well. So all these themes that we see, um, Jesus is going to be the fulfillment of all of them. And that's a great point, bro, because yeah. I, I think the end of this text yeah. invites us to that. Mm. So at the end of this text, the glory cloud that was on top of Mount right. Sinai that represented the presence of God comes and dwells in the tabernacle. At first, it was just a building, yeah. <laughs> right? But mm. now it is the dwelling place of God oh, when it good. comes and dwells. Remember the payphone and cell phone? Right, 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 right. Now they can take that bad boy with them. Right. So that comes, that happens. And then verse 35 says... Moses was unable to enter the tent of meeting or the tabernacle because the cloud rested on it Mm. and the glory of the Lord filled the tabernacle. Moses couldn't enter the obedient prophet. Why? Mm. Because the text is trying to set us, set us up and show us that in Leviticus, bro, you need to approach God through a substitution, a substitutionary sacrifice and the ministry of his priests. And so the text is trying to say like, Hey, they're still sinful. Right. Right. And God needs to do something. That's it. So that they can come on in yep. to his presence and do it yep. forever. Just a heads up, this is day 23, right? Yeah. The beginning of Leviticus. This is where everybody falls off and they read through the Bible in a year plan. So, can I, what, what, so I'm big them up, bro. This is an ad right here. <laughs> One, we're going to go through it quick so you don't have to spend months in it. Thanks. But two, fire. I'm t- fire. People do not. Sleep. Gone, knocked out. They got the covers pulled up to their chin, the AC on low, turning over the pillow so it's cold. They are asleep on Leviticus, and we don't want you to sleep on it. That book is amazing. Let me say this, bro. This is my last thing, and we can get off. (laughs) Leviticus, bro, 
It has been argued, and I think I'm under the belief, that Leviticus is central to everything Moses wrote. It right. is central to the theology and understanding of the first five books of the Bible. If you really right. don't understand Leviticus, you won't understand the first five, right. but you also will have a hard time understanding Hebrews and the New Testament. Right. So don't sleep on Leviticus. Don't sleep. It's so much there, and we're yeah. going to help you understand it. Don't. Yeah. All right. Now let's pray. Father, we thank you. Uh, Lord, that you have been clear with your instruction, even if we haven't been diligent in our obedience. We thank you for the fact that you sent your son to do what we could not. Jesus is our perfect representative. He stands in the gap in between us and you. He brings us back into right relationship with you. So more than um, a checklist of things we have to do as we leave here, Father, I pray that you would Help us to be grateful for the Lord Jesus, that yes, we would God. worship him, Lord, with our lives. We would worship with our lips today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.